listening to us, and welcome to WUM. I'm Butch. And I'm Rod, and welcome to another exciting episode of Woe Unto Me. I hope you're doing okay. We've been gone for a while, but we are back. Yeah, we're excited to be back again. Again, another one of these situations where we've got all kinds of things happen in our lives where it made it tricky for Rod and I to get together to do this, but we're recommitted again to be faithful, to try to get this out weekly, or bi-weekly, excuse me. Yeah, and hopefully the next pause won't be as long as the previous pause. So, uh, as Butch said, a couple of weeks, or every other week at least, and we'll be back, but... Sorry for being gone so long. We're back, and we're happy to be back with you. Yeah, today we're diving into Romans 10. Well, yeah, that's right, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) We finished up Romans 9 the last time we were together, where Paul really drove home the point that it is God who chooses those who are his um, before they do anything. Uh, God is the one who chooses. God is the one who shows mercy. And God has said he will show mercy on whomever he chooses to show mercy to. So it's not about us, but it is all on him. Yeah, and he chooses to use it through faith. And that's kind of where the end of Romans 9 is, right? That it's uh, in verse 30. It's what shall we say then? The Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it that is a righteousness that is by faith, but that Israel pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, which is Jesus, as it is written, Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So there's where we end Romans 9, right, with the stumbling stone of Jesus, how difficult this was for the Jews to to get past that, wait a minute, there's a Messiah coming. He didn't look like the Messiah we thought was going to come, the conquering king. Instead, he came as a suffering servant. Mm -hmm. It was hard for them to receive him by faith. Mm -hmm. Yet, many did. Yeah, some did. But the religious leaders chose to reject him. Yeah, the vast majority of leaders. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now you're fine, because he wasn't what they were looking for. And plus, he was gaining in popularity, and uh, that was a threat to them and their leadership. And so they had to find a way to uh, get him out of the picture, and so they turned against him. Um, but as you mentioned, it's, uh, our salvation is, about, is based on faith, not works, not what we do. And chapter 10, Paul uses this to talk about how the Jews missed Jesus and so you want to you want to start? You want me to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dive in. Okay, go for it. <clears throat> so Romans 10, verse 1. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. This is very similar to the way he starts chapter 9, mm-hmm. right? Talking mm-hmm. about how even he wished he could be a curse for them. His heart was yeah. just aching for them to know Jesus. Absolutely, yeah. So in verse 2 he says, For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Yeah, and therein lies the rub. They were looking for their this self-righteousness coming from the law. 
And as we know, the law can't save us. Uh, the law shows us our sin, and it is, it's a mirror for us. Uh, it shows us that we can't keep the law. It kind of, kind of proves the point that we need somebody uh, to save us because we can't do it. Um, but the Jews were adamant about using the law for, the, for self-righteousness, um, rejecting Christ. And as a result, what's, 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 what's Paul say here? Um, that they were ignorant uh, about Jesus. They were ignorant about God's righteousness and sought their own. And the result was, well, we're going to reject Jesus. We don't want him. Yeah, they thought they still were under the thought that we keep obeying the law, mm -hmm. and in the end, we will obtain righteousness. Yes, and that was never the point. Mm -hmm. But for some odd reason, we're, it's easy for us to get fooled into this, whether we're Jew or Gentile. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. easy to. And I remember this when I first got saved too. I went down some of this road, like I gotta follow the law. I mean, mm -hmm. I I was trying to go down the strict letter of the law of things. Right. And calling it New Testament Christianity, mm -hmm. but it was really going back to I was, I was the foolish Galatian who tricked, who bewitched you to yeah. go back to following the law. I'm yeah. like, yeah, uh, that's what helped me. I literally read that. I'm like, foolish Galatian, how about old foolish Butch? Uh -huh. Who tricked you into thinking you needed to now obey the law? Yeah. And you know what's really cool? Uh, weeks ago, before Rod and I did this, I called him up and I was telling him like. Oh my gosh, I was in Romans. I said, I ran into Romans 10.4 and it just hit me in the uh -huh. face. And he was like, really, what, what part of it? And I said, this, that Christ is the end. Uh -huh. And that he's the end of the law for righteousness. That this is the Greek word telos. And this is the conclusion. Uh -huh. or it's the result of an act. Yeah. And I sat there, that just really hit home with me. Because... I know that the rest of chapter 10 can be a little bit of a rub for some people. Like, this is all you have to do to be saved. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, uh -huh. and you uh -huh. confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved, right? That's 10-9? Yep. yep, uh huh. But this is the basis for it all. Yes. That Christ is the end. He's the, the conclusion. He's the result mm -hmm. of the law. He fulfilled the law. That's why you can, quote, easily confess and believe uh -huh. and be saved. It's all because of Christ. Yeah, but there's got to be something that I've got to do. Eh. Good works, help a little old lady cross the street. Eh. Um, there's got to be something I need to do. Live a good life. Uh, no. Be better than my neighbor across the street. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't smoke and don't chew and don't go out with girls that do that kind of thing. There's something that I've got to do in order to be saved. That's just too easy. Yeah, you do. There is something you have to do. It's believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And? And? Nothing. nothing. That's it. That's what it says. That, that's what's so exciting about yes. going through this chapter. Uh -huh. Because we're going to see... There isn't more to the story here. Yeah. Christ is the end of the law. And here, here's mm -hmm. what else. I, mm -hmm. I saw this today, right? I didn't share this with you last time because I just saw this today. This is why I believe verses 5 through 13 in chapter 10 mm -hmm. can declare that it's this simple. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Uh -huh. Jesus' portion of fulfilling all righteousness was complete at his death. Mm -hmm. When he said it is finished, finished. 
yeah. on the cross. Uh-huh. That was going back to Matthew 5, 17 through 23, when he talked about not one jot, not one tittle mm-hmm. will pass away until mm-hmm. all is fulfilled. Yeah. I, I think it's worth going back there and reading this in Matthew 5. Absolutely. Because it, it, this all just this morning really dawned on me like, whoa, this is how this all ties in in a tidy little bow. That sometimes we don't put this all together, the beautiful tapestry of scriptures. Mm-hmm. You miss why it can be so simple to say, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love that in Matthew 5, right, this is Sermon on the Mount, Mm -hmm. starting in verse 17, Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, right? That was the rub from the Jewish leaders. Yeah. He's abolishing the law and the prophets. Yeah. Yeah. No, not abolish. Mm -hmm. Fulfill. Yeah. Because he says, I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill them. Mm -hmm. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, Not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, Mm -hmm. you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait. How often do we think about verse 20? Never. Wait, so these Pharisees and scribes, uh, uh-huh. the scribes who spent nothing but every, every day after day, day after, after day, day copying, writing, copying the yep. law, making sure mm-hmm. every single thing was hey, perfect. Making sure every jot and tittle was in its place. Yep, because if they're in the wrong place, start it changes over. the meaning. You, you start Tear it up, over. start again. Yep, that's right. The perfectionism of what the scribes were doing mm-hmm. and then the perfectionism of what the Pharisees were teaching. Uh-huh. Like all these weird rules to not work on the Sabbath that yeah. got very, very cumbersome. Yeah, rules of purification and washing of the hands and holding a certain way. I mean, they, yeah, let yeah it like not lighting a fire to cook a meal because that, oh, that's, that's, that's working. And you've just broken the law. So you have to exceed all of that stuff they're trying to put on you uh-huh. to make it into heaven. Yeah, that you can't keep. That you couldn't and, keep in the first place. Yeah. We're going to add all this other stuff that you can't keep as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why Jesus is saying, I didn't come to abolish it. Right. I came to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. That's how our righteousness can see, exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, yeah. because it's Jesus' righteousness. Uh-huh. And we, we get that by works? Faith. By faith. And Absolutely. faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just hit me how he just throws this all in together. Mm-hmm. And I, I've known this. But what was interesting is I didn't see how the tapestry pulls it together. That the end of the law Mm -hmm. is Jesus. Yes. So when we think of simplicity and we think that's too simple, it's like, no, it's not. We always say it's all about Jesus. You don't come to him. You don't come to God unless you go through Jesus. This is why. Because he fulfilled it. Uh And he's the only way. He's the only provision for salvation. There is no other. None. No other way. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I thought it was fascinating to see how his words in the Sermon on the Mount tied in together with this and mm-hmm. with the rest of Romans 10 that we'll get to. That I've heard this so many times from people who are like, no, 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 you need to repent. You need to do all this other stuff. 
Well, you do. You do need to repent. That's mm-hmm. part of walking with Jesus. That's, that's part of that sanctification process. But if, but if you throw repentance in there in the wrong order, mm-hmm. you're back to works righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that confuses a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I got to do good things. I got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing that. And if I do that, oh, I've slipped up. I got to start all over. And that's just not what the Bible teaches. But you know, that is the American gospel. Yeah, repent and be baptized, and you're, uh-huh. and then you'll be saved. And it's like, uh, uh-huh. no, that's that's not how that really yeah. works. Yeah, repentance is a work that's done after, and it's a mm-hmm. gift from God. Mm-hmm. So does he, he grants you this gift after yeah. you've believed in your heart and you've confessed with your mouth. Yes. That's why baptism's supposed to come <laughs> after that. Yeah. It's funny. It's interesting. We had this conversation, um, gosh, in, in the late, in the, in the early 2000, 2009, 2010, we talked about this very thing about where does repentance fit in the Ordo Salutis and... Um, I just remember just going back and forth with you about this. And, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's a bunny trail, y'all. Um, but yeah, Christ is the he is the culmination of the law. He's the end of the law. Because um, we can't keep it, which is why he had to come. Because Israel couldn't. And they never could. And, and you had to be perfect to keep the law. And this was God's plan all along, as we're going to see. Um, God has a plan in everything that he does. Um, it's not just happenstance or it's not just God reacting to, to history. It, it, this is all a part of God's plan for humanity. Yeah, and it's cool because at the end we'll see how, because there are, there are questions, right? We always have these questions like, yes. what do you do with Israel? And we'll see that in Romans 11. Uh-huh. But you start to see seeds of it planted at the end of this chapter, too, yeah. where you're like, he didn't just set them aside. It's not like he just blew them off. Yeah, yeah he's not done. No, no not no. done with them. At not all. at all. All right, so how right, about we pick up... Me go on a bunny trail. No, I don't think it's a bunny trail as we get into this. No, that was great. You um, want to pick up verse 5? Absolutely. So verse 5. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law shall live by that righteousness. But the law based on faith speaks as follows. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. Verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You, not might, will be saved. I'm going to stop right there because I think that's a mouthful. And I love what Paul points out to the uh, to the church at Rome that he's writing to. Um, in verse 8, he says, but what does it say? The word, it's it's near you, and it's, it's in your mouth, and it's in your heart, the word of faith, Paul says that we are preaching, it's, it's, it's close and it's, it's in your mouth and it's, it's in your heart. You, you, you know it already. You, you, you just refuse to accept it. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And the Jews are like, nope, not doing that. And believe in your heart that God, that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. 
and the Jews, they didn't, they, they missed it. Don't y'all miss this? Oh, that's a good word, Rod. What, y'all? No, this oh, right okay. here. Don't miss this. Yeah, don't miss this. If you're listening to this. Don't yeah. miss this. Yeah, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. If you get your mouth and your heart to be in agreement about who Jesus is and what he has done for you and you believe that, then you will be saved. But we got to get the two together. What we, what we believe and what we, what we say, they have to jive. And the result is, Paul says, it's salvation. If I can, period, end of sentence. No and. No, and you also have to. It is, no, that's it. Jesus paid it all. And he is the only provision for salvation that God has given us. And without Jesus, uh, you, you will miss heaven. And it's not Jesus and. I, I can't stress that enough. It's not Jesus and being good. It's not Jesus and I'm going to stop smoking. It's not Jesus and I'm going to stop drinking. It's not Jesus and I'm going to stop this, that, or the other. It's Jesus and him alone. He'll take care of the other things that we struggle with. That's why he gives us the Holy Spirit. And that's when that repentance comes into work. Yeah, when he gives us the gift. Yeah. The gift of repentance. Yeah. Yep. Right on. And I think, Rod, you hit it. That, that This is what is being said in verse 10 about the, the putting the heart and the mouth together, right? Mm -hmm. Because he says, For with the heart one believes and mm -hmm. is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Mm -hmm. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. That's right. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. There's another interesting phrase mm -hmm. here, right? Mm -hmm. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you repent, if you walk the aisle, if you pray a prayer, if you get baptized, if you speak in tongues, if you... You can still wind up in hell for eternity in, a, in conscience ongoing torment. It's about Jesus and him alone. Period, end of sentence. Yeah. That's why he started this chapter off that Christ is the end of the law yeah. for righteousness. Yeah, we can't do it on our own. It's got to be the righteousness of Jesus. It's got to be accepting his sacrifice on the cross on our behalf. And Paul is driving this point home, and I love what he says um, in verse 12, where there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, Jesus is still Lord of all. Not just He's just not Messiah for the Jews, he's Messiah for the Gentiles. He's not just Lord for the Jews, he's Lord for the Gentiles too. He is Lord of all. And get this, uh, abounding in riches, for all who call on him, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord, verse 13 says, will be saved. That's a promise in scripture. If you call on Jesus and you earnestly ask him to save you, the scripture says that you will be saved. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, get those two to agree, Done. 
Yeah. No, it can't be that easy, Pastor Rod. Come on, it's got to be something I've got to do. Absolutely not. There is nothing you can do to save yourself. And don't let anybody tell you, well, if you're not baptized, you're not going to heaven. That's a lie. And I know that, I know that there are churches that teach baptismal regeneration, that baptism saves you, but it doesn't. It is placing your faith in Jesus Christ and him alone that saves you. He is, as Butch said, the end of the law. He is the fulfillment of the law. He is the culmination of the law. That would be a work. If you thought baptism saves you, mm -hmm. you would be doing works righteousness. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what Paul's preaching against here. Yeah. It's putting your faith and trust in Jesus, yeah. not in the water. That's that is a that's a obedience thing mm -hmm. after you're saved. Yes, Amen. I wish more churches would would bring home that particular point. Yeah, this is not about your salvation. That's a done deal. It's about your obedience to what Jesus has called us to to be baptized. And and this isn't the time what we need to talk about it mm -hmm. because it's here. Sure. This is not a message for us to talk about service and works and things you do after the fact. Like mm -hmm. We're not in the book of James right now to talk about right. faith without works is dead yeah. and all these other things that are after salvation. Mm -hmm. But I think it, it it's the right time because people may, may not listen to the rest of the message to hear mm -hmm. later on in Romans when Paul starts saying, well, what do we do now? Well, he gives plenty of chapters where there's, um, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need uh -huh. this. But none of that matters if you have not believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth. Yeah, you're just going through the motion. So that's pointless. Mm -hmm. But if that's where we're going, then there's a whole lot of other things to do because God has work for us to do. Yes. It's not just to sit back and put your head back and lay on the pillow and he's bestowing all these riches on me. And got my fire insurance, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all set. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, there's a reason why he saved you because there's work for you to do here. Yes, and there's work that he wants to do in you to yeah, make both. you more like Jesus yeah. so that uh, he can, he can, you can be used by God for his glory to bring people to, to his son. So then there will be purpose. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Real purpose in life. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. You want to continue with verse yeah, 14? So how in the world does this happen? How do people call on the name of the Lord and be saved? Well, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? Mm -hmm. Right. So there's mm -hmm. this question about people that don't believe. How are they going to call if they don't believe? Yeah. How are they going to believe in him in whom they've never heard? Mm -hmm. Right? Because yeah. now you're going, wait. The only way to be saved is calling the name of Jesus. What about all these people that haven't heard? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to preach. Yeah. How are they to hear without someone preaching? Verse, uh -huh. Verse, keep going. Verse 15. And how are they to preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But have not all obeyed the gospel? For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? Mm -hmm. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Say that one more time, brother. Faith comes from By hearing. hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That's it. Yeah. We're still not seeing that there's anything else to this. Mm -hmm. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Well, how do I do that? All we and, keep hearing is more things that solidify yeah. this yeah. truth. And Paul just backs it up to the very beginning. Somebody's got to be sent. 
to preach the gospel. Somebody preaches the gospel. You hear the gospel. You hear about Jesus in whom we need to believe. And then, oh, I need to believe in him. Well, there you go. And what's the message? The message is the word. Yeah. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by Rodney's opinion. Mm, no. And Rod, Rodney's funny, new, funny story from the newspaper. No. 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 Not your funny jokes. No, not my Sunday jokes. Morning. No, which I don't have any, by the way. Just my kids <laughs> tell me that. Uh, no, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. It's all about Jesus and nothing else. It's all through Jesus and no one else. Um, so, again, just don't miss that. Um, it's about Jesus Christ and what he has done. Because if, if our good works and our good looks could do it, we wouldn't need him. Oh, man. I'd be in a lot of trouble from oh, myself to my yeah. good looks. Oh, tell me about Oops. it. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> you know, but just thank the Lord um, that he loved us enough and he loved you enough to stay on that cross to pay the price for our sins and to fulfill his purpose in fulfilling the law, fulfilling all righteousness. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Verse 18, he jumps back to ask some questions about Israel. Oh, yeah. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have, for their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But I ask, did Israel not understand? Like, you would have to ask that question. Yeah. He was, Jesus was there. Yeah. He came before them and was presenting himself to mm -hmm. them and mm -hmm. doing works and miracles and all these things to show Yes. I'm the Messiah you've been looking for. Yeah. I'm fulfilling all these things that only I could fulfill. Where I'd be born, mm -hmm. the time I would be mm -hmm. born, the place I would be first brought through. and yeah. I mean, all these yeah. things. The I moved down to I would Egypt, do. yeah, and yeah. I'd come back up here. And mm -hmm. All these things that were obscure prophecies uh -huh. that they all knew about. Yeah, yeah, because they were, they were the professionals for... You know, they were the religious yeah, leaders. Yeah, should have seen these signs. Uh -huh. Notice the wise men did. Uh -huh. They recognized the signs. They knew the signs. Yeah. They were looking for him. They were seeking him. Yep, and the religious leaders missed him, and then they rejected him. So, has has Israel heard? Uh, verse 18, uh, yeah, uh -huh. yes, they have heard. Did they understand? Uh, and, and look at what Paul says in verse 19. But I say, surely Israel did not know, did they? For Moses says, I will make you jealous by that which is not a nation. By a nation without understanding will I anger you. And Moses is talking to the nation of Israel. I mean, think about this. This is in Deuteronomy. This is when they were getting the law as we were about to head into the promised land. And God says way back then that I will make you jealous by that which is not a nation. By a nation without understanding will I anger you. I'm going to use the Gentiles to anger you and to bring you to wrath because God knows and, he's, and he knows you're a stiff-necked people. Um, in Arkansas terms, that's you're hard-headed <laughs> and you don't listen. Bless your heart. Huh? <laughs> That's a Texas thing. We won't go there. <laughs> Mine's similar. Uh, oh man! And then but you see, this is yeah. Uh, this is so incredible. 
This is Moses is saying this stuff. Yes. From, this is what the Lord's coming. What he, the Lord's revealing to him. Mm-hmm. I don't think Moses got that. This is what where we're going to end up. No. I don't think most of the prophets understood this is where uh-uh. we're going to end uh-uh. up, where we're going to have mostly Gentiles in the church of Jesus Christ instead of that the church of Jesus yeah. Christ was led by the Jews. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's what's so shocking for most Jews to be like, uh-huh. wait a minute, we were the chosen nation. You know, they still are. They are. But but all the privileges and the rights mm-hmm. and the blessings that they had of the yeah. giving of the covenants and the law and yeah. the word and blah. All those things that... Oh, man. It should have been like a coronation of the king coming. Yeah. That they'd be like, there's our Messiah. We've been waiting for him. Like Anna the prophetess, right? When she's sitting at the temple Mm -hmm. day after day, waiting and waiting and waiting. The Messiah is supposed to come. come." And then she sees him as a baby, Mm -hmm. and she's Mm -hmm. just like... Yeah, or I think it's Simeon, who's like, okay, now I've seen the the Messiah. Now I can die. It's, he knows yeah. it's done now. The yeah. Messiah's here. Yeah. But should they have believed? Yeah. They should have. Should they have understood? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I agree. Based on the law, it was all there. But yes. they chose to be stiff-necked. And why didn't they believe? Well, you want to read verse 21? Verse 21? Uh, verse 20. Yeah. I'm sorry. And Isaiah it is so bold to say, I've been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself to those who did not ask for me. That's us. That's the Gentiles. Me and you as Gentiles. Yep. Whoever else is listening who's not Jew, mm-hmm. that's us. Mm-hmm. That Isaiah was spoken to that many thousands of years ago. Yes, yes. Prophetic thing for them to know someday when we read that, we would be highly encouraged by the fact that God didn't just choose Israel. He chose to bless other people through Israel, mm-hmm. and he chose to save people through Israel. Yes. But as a nation, Israel has rejected him. Now, there are still many individuals mm-hmm. that are Jewish, that are believing, yes. that confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. Yes. But for the most part, most of the nation has rejected him. Uh-huh. And if you read most of the Old Testament, you see that. Where they reject the Lord. They, they want to do their own thing. They want to go their own way. And he's constantly pulling them back, uh-huh. pulling them back. Oh, my gosh. Sending things to them, whether it's famines in the land yeah. or, or pagan nations taking them over, taking them yes. slaves, then putting back in the land. Like, mm-hmm. okay, they're repenting. I put them back. I bless you. And then yep. they yep. go back. It's just this cycle. And it's like, you know what? This seems mm-hmm. a little like Romans 7 cycle in his uh-huh. heart and mind sometimes, yeah. right? Where yeah. you know in your heart that this isn't right, but you, you do it anyway. so fun and you go back to it and you're like... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I just remember God saying in, in, in Isaiah that, you know, if you just come back to me, things will be well for you. But if you don't, it's going to get tough. And Israel chose the tough road. But that was all for our benefit. Um, and in verse 21, Paul ends, ends this, this portion of Scripture because it continues in verse 11, chapter 11. But Paul says, but as for Israel, he says, all the day long I have stretched out my hand to a disobedient and obstinate people. Wow, oh, this verse, too. I don't know about you, but... 
this one cuts deep. Yeah. If you really think about how much, the, how great the Father's love is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for these people, that over and over, generation after generation, individual after individual, yeah. and we sometimes look at these and we're like, oh, God rejected Israel. No, he didn't. Look at what he's even saying here mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. day long. Mm -hmm. I have stretched out. The father stretched out both of his hands to them. Oh, yeah. Please, yeah. just grab yeah. a hold of my hands. Over and over in the Old Testament, God, God pleads and he cries out to them, just return to me. Just return. Just come back. I can't help it. I'm a father. Mm -hmm. So every time I think of this, I think of how I would be if my sons yeah. were wanting to reject me. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can see me holding my hands out going, please. Yeah. Joshua, Joel, please, mm -hmm. those are my two sons' names. Mm -hmm. Please, yeah, come back to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's this is such an incredible picture. It's the, similar to the story being told of the prodigal son and the son, son mm -hmm. who stayed home and kind of mm -hmm. sort of like Israel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Stays home, does everything Dad says, and then when Dad wants to bless somebody else, he's annoyed. Yeah, yeah. I did all this for you. I kept uh -huh. the law. I did yeah. all this. Yeah. And this son of yours, who's been out doing who knows what. Yeah, partying, orgies, uh, yeah. blowing money, doing all this. But that's the kind of love that our father has. Amen. He knows the stuff that we do. Yeah. He knows the stuff we think and all that. But he still puts out his hands to say, grab hold of my hands. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. You know, you bring up something really interesting. So if you're listening and you've wandered away from God because of some sin... And you feel as though what you've done is so heinous that, God, you, you can never come back. Let me just correct the record. God loves you. And like Bush just said, with the prodigal son, he is looking for you and waiting for you and longing for you to return to him where you will find grace and mercy and loves and the open arms of a loving father who forgives sin. So if you've been running away, come home. Come home to the Father. Come back to Jesus. I promise you, you'll find mercy and you'll find grace. Amen, brother. I don't know how to say it any better than that. Mm -hmm. This made me think of Jose and Gomer. Yes. And that same picture, you know, that... Yeah. Jose was asked to marry this slave prostitute and knowing that, and he was told ahead of time that she would run away from him and go mm -hmm. sleep with other men and do all that, but he, he obeyed anyways. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love her. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she did it. She ran away, prostituted herself again. He found her on the slave block. He bought yeah. her back. He came back and he loved her more than he ever did before. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the picture of God wow. with Israel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here it is again. It's no different. If, if, yeah. if Jew and Gentile are no different, then it isn't just for Israel mm -hmm. that God reaches out his hands to us to That's say, right. please come back. Yeah. And you know what? I've been that prodigal son. We, we all have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we like to think that you know, sometimes we're just the one. Oh, I'm the son who obeyed and just grumbled that yeah. God saves that guy. Yeah. He's so bad. And I, actually, we're all, we're all that bad. Yes, we are. We all are one <clears throat> or the other or both at times. Mm -hmm. And that isn't the story anyways. The story is really about the father. Yes. How the father He's desperately the wanted the son to return to him. Mm -hmm. And if you remember the account, the son has been feeding pigs, 
uh, in a faraway land, so he smells like the pigs, and he is coming home, and he's this nasty, stinky, just mess, and the father hugs him and kisses him continually um, to show him how much he loves him. Even in his dirty, smelly, stinky, unclean state, the father demonstrates his love for him. And he does the same thing with us. Yeah, man. Amen. 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 I think that's a good place to stop. We can hop into Romans 11. Absolutely. Because in, in Romans 11, we're going to see exactly what Israel did and exactly what God did um, concerning Israel. So God is not finished with Israel, although he's working through the church currently. He still has a plan for Israel, and we'll see that uh, next time we get together. Amen. He's not done with us either. Thank God for that. <laughs> Amen. We got work we're to still do. We're here. There's still something for us to do. That's right. Yeah, so we really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for tuning in to WUM. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on WUM2Guys at Yahoo.com. If you have questions, thoughts, prayer requests, comments, whatever comments, it might be. You want to tell us to do it different or you like it or don't like it, we'd love to get feedback. Um, or if you want to tell us that you're praying for us, we would, we'd love that too. Absolutely. Either way, just let us know that you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and with that, we hope you have a, a great evening. Um, again, uh, there is nothing but grace and mercy and the wide and the open wide arms of Jesus waiting for you if you have been running from him. So come home. Come back to him. So with that, I hope you have a great evening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Lord bless you. Take care.